Well, what is up, everybody? This is Jason, and I'm sitting here with Jared Leddington. What's up, man? Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, how do we meet? Oh, goodness. Uh, it was, uh, so we... Social media. Yeah, it was, was social it. media. Yeah, it was social media. Uh, Pam, I was trying to set up the Your live stream. Pam. Yeah, my wife, Pam. Uh, I was trying to set up the live stream for my church, and I was having a lot of problems with the sound and things like that. And she said, hey, I've got a friend uh-huh. that... Um, actually does this stuff and you know hey maybe you could reach out to him he could help you out and i was like All right, cool. i messaged the church though you see yeah you messaged the church but i didn't even know that you'd message oh, okay, so yeah because yeah. i was like i saw the feed and i'm like hey i've got like a 20 dollars fix for your audio <laughs> <laughs> see and then, none of that was ever mentioned to me whatsoever oh, really no it was just hey i've got a friend that does this and mm-hmm. you know um Maybe you should reach out to him. So I reached out and, you know, you gave me a lot of help with getting my sounds, everything set up. And then it was, you know, we just started chatting and talking and getting together. We had lunch one day and that, and it just kind of went from there. Just started so, hanging out, talking yeah. theology, faith, yeah. life. Yeah. Cause it's hard to find people that actually want to talk theology. Yeah. You know? right. I think I sent you that meme the other day, actually. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's what we're doing here today. People probably like, what is this all about? Well, uh, Jared and I, we... We have uh, conversations through the Signal app often, mm-hmm. and uh, we just we talk about whatever, and he, he'll send me some of his posts from Facebook. And so some of the conversations I've been having lately have been centered around people's Facebook posts in this crazy world right now. So I got off of Facebook um, some months ago, and I've missed out on a lot of the crazy, but my friends like to push that crazy in my face <laughs> through the Signal app. So uh, we're, we're here to talk about um, some of the... A societal unrest that's happening right now. Mm. Obviously, we know that 2020 was freaking nuts and there was all kinds of unrest. But most recently, it's been because of the election and the results. And so we've got um, Trump supporters who perceive that the election was rigged and that there's voter right. fraud and all kinds of different things. We're not here to argue the validity of any of that. Um, Jared reached out with a uh, he just said, hey, I just posted this on my Facebook and uh, you said you had an epiphany. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and kind of your mindset behind what you posted and why you posted it? And we're just going to kind of unpack yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, <clears throat> 10 months ago, all this stuff started. George Floyd, you know, riding here, riding there. And it was just one thing after another, after another. And I found myself getting just absolutely infuriated you know, oh, how dare them, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just at the BLM or Trump train or anybody, but it was just people in general. And then, yeah. then you would start seeing the government get involved and you're like, wait a minute, hold on. And I was getting upset with the government. I mean, to the point to where I was actually considering, like, I'm, I'm recently retired from the Air Force. So I was considering, I was like, you know, I could run for office. Yeah. I think yeah. I even talked to you a little you bit did, about that at one point. Bit, yeah. And, City council and, or something. Yeah. I was like, I could run for office. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe that's what I need to do. Make a change. Right. And, uh, and just this past, you know, just these past couple weeks, I mean, you've got, you've got the 117th, I think it is congressional Senate meeting. And you have this individual that used to be a Methodist pastor saying a amen and a woman, you know? And, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And so I I just, I just look at this morning, you know, last yesterday, the whole craziness happens in the Capitol and we won't even get into that. Sure. But I just started thinking about, I'm like, why it just hit me this morning. Why, why am I even concerned 
Yeah. About this. Mm-hmm. You Personally, because there are a lot of people right. who are very, very concerned. And they're vested in it. Yeah. I mean, like their hearts are vested in it. Yeah. Their minds are. But yours isn't. No. I, I, or you're growing weary from it. No, or, I no. As I mean, it, this morning it was like, I, I, you know, my wife was trying to talk to me about it. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I, I don't had, care. I had the same thing happen this morning. Last night, I was like, you know what? I don't care about this. And then uh, my sister-in-law, Christine, this morning, she said, I had to say the same thing to my husband. Like, I just don't, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I don't care to invest any kind of emotion right. or mental capacity towards it anymore. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I even put it in my post, you know, like. So talk about your post okay, a little bit. Okay, so yeah. yeah, just let me read the post here yeah, so that everybody it. understands what's going on because obviously not everybody listening can actually view my Facebook. Right, so I can't. Um, right. <laughs> so it starts out, I say, okay, politicians, rioters, zealots. I had an epiphany this morning. While the events unfolding at the Capitol are sad and embarrassing, as were the riots of the past 10 months, I realized this morning that it doesn't matter. Mm. Show me, without using out-of-context verses, a time that Jesus concerned himself with the state of the ruling government of man. Mm -hmm. The only kingdom Jesus concerned himself with was the kingdom of God. Should we pray for our country and our leaders? Yes, absolutely. Should we pray for those rioting, uh, no matter what side of the aisle they are on? Yes. Just like we should pray for our enemies, we are also told to obey those in charge of us. But as a follower of Christ, one should not be as concerned about the state of our government. Seek first the kingdom of God, and he will provide all that we need. Yeah. The government of man will always be shaking, but the kingdom of God will not be shook. It will, will stand forever. Just keep that in mind when you're letting this new fear enter your minds and dim your light. Oh. Oh. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, even with the corona thing, I mean, it, it, all I've been seeing is just fear. Yeah. It's all it is. It's I mean, fear. news media is fear mongering, fear. government fear mongering, fear, like, fear, fear, yeah. fear, 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 and it's just feeding and it's yeah. killing us. Right. Like literally. Yeah. I mean, so I think there's a difference between being concerned and being afraid. Absolutely. And absolutely. so one would argue, well, we should be concerned and you've been an advocate for that. You've had people close to you who've been affected by COVID right. in, in the worst possible way. Right. Um, and I'm still, I mean, technically they could call me back. To active duty yeah. tomorrow. Sure. You know, and be like, nope, put your uniform back on. Here we go. Yeah. You know, so I should have, I should have an understanding. I should have a concern, mm-hmm. but not a fear. But not a fear. So what's the difference then? I mean, if it gets to the point to where. I mean, we all know what fear is, but. Right. But where's if, the line the, between I, that I think and the line between concern and fear is when you allow it to just captivate your thoughts. Mm. And to where you, you in a negative way, in a negative way. I mean, and, and, and where you start looking at other people in a negative way. Yeah. That's so concern is like, I wear my mask. I keep my distance. Right. If you're, if you're at all concerned about it, some right. people aren't concerned. They just live their life and that's fine. But absolutely. But if, yeah, but if you're afraid, like what, what's happening when you're afraid, you just I, constant anxiety unrest uncertainty losing sleep yeah i mean because i mean let's let's face it i mean when it first came out we had i mean let's talk about the corona thing i mean we had no no real understanding of the disease i mean we still really don't Mm -hmm. but we had no real understanding of the disease but then you have all these people that are sitting here going well you know 
you could get it from touching surfaces. You can get it through your eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember them talking about you being able to get it through your eyes your at one eyeballs. point in time. You know, close your eyes when you walk. You right. won't get the virus. Yeah, don't don't open your eyes towards anybody. You know, um, I. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, you can look at them, but look six feet away from them. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Look six feet to the left, right, yeah, up that's or right. down. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's hilarious. But the thing is, is that you know, so. <clears throat> My wife has certain medical conditions that, Mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about before and it made it concerning for us with her. Sure. Concerned. And there was a point where it was fear. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily fear as it is um, just taking precautions. Mm -hmm. But like my wife still hasn't really left the house much. Yeah. I mean, it's like maybe once every two, three weeks, she'll actually leave the house and it's mm-hmm. either for a doctor's appointment or, you know, something that is absolutely necessary for, I mean, our, our dates used to be going every other Friday grocery shopping. Oh, that, that used to be our date. We loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we'd go into, we'd go into the store and we'd dance to the music in the grocery store, you know, <laughs> while we we're going up and down the aisle Yeah, and, and it was fun. But we haven't done that you since done it. February. Yeah, sure. You know, and you're taking precaution, but right. So, yes. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily fear, but, it, you know, we take precaution. But at the beginning, yes, it absolutely was. So when you're talking about people allow allowing fear to enter into their lives, not just with Corona, but also now with the election stuff. I mean, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. It's, they're all over the place. There's just division yeah. all over the place. People are going at it. You know, you got to the point you're like, I'm I'm done with this. It doesn't matter. Um, let's transition real quick because I want to get back to your um, to your Facebook post. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're talking about like, what if any at all? What business does religion have with politics? That's basically the question. Jesus, when yeah, he no, was here, that, that is most definitely the question because so, it, so Jesus, when he walked the face of the earth. So if we look at the Gospels, we know that. The only time he was concerned about any kind of government affair in in my eyes was when um, they asked him about paying taxes to Caesar. That's the only, you know, That's, I, I looked I mean, at it this is morning. Is there anything else? I couldn't find anything else. I mean, I was looking for it this morning. So, so people thought that Christ would come as this sword wielding leader of Especially an army. Especially the zealots. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who were, who was going to lead a revolt against the Roman Empire? Is right. that correct? Right. That so, he was going to free Israel, mm-hmm. and that he was going to be their new king their forever new king and for, ever. Right. And that you know that that was their idea. So what didn't happen was Christ didn't lead a revolt against right. the Roman Empire. Right. He didn't take out Caesar. He did, right? No, in fact, he, he was in fact, he was crucified by so he Caesar. Did, I mean, so what he didn't do was he didn't come <laughs> and establish an earthly government to bring in the rule of the kingdom of God. No, because Jesus didn't have any interest in an earthly government. Right. So then that that begs the question, because there are a lot of people who say they know and love Jesus, who feel called to be in in government and, and that kind of thing. You so, know, what? I, you know, <clears throat> that's fine. That's cool. I really is it kind of like an overall is it like subjective and objective. I, I really do like think for, it is like subjective me, and objective. You know, like me, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wanting to go into ministry for the purpose of being a pastor, right? Right, and so you know, we frown on pastors on this podcast. I know you. I'm do. just kidding. I'm I joking. know you do. 
<laughs> but it's like, you know, but my whole purpose in that is to take care of people, not just to teach, not just to do all that. But Absolute, to, actually, to shepherd. Yeah. Right. True and shepherding. So, and so it's, you know, that's my calling. Yeah. Right. Um, your calling at this point is with what we're doing right now. Something different. Yeah. You, you know, production for the kingdom, whatever. Pr- right. Exactly. You know, everybody has a calling, you know, that calling could be going to the military like I did. Yeah. And people will frown upon you. You call yourself a Christian and you're in the military. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. How dare you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're supposed so, to be a so pacifist. Here's, so here's a question. Yeah, but, so scripture doesn't allude to this, but we know that there were Roman soldiers who, who looked at the Messiah and said, truly, he's the son of God, right? Like, I, yeah, they confess Christ. It, yeah. So is there any story about them leaving the Roman guard? No. Should we, is there anything that should lead us to conclude that they stepped out of their post within no. the Roman guard? I mean, you think about it, you look at, look at old Testament. Let's skip back to old Testament. Oh, right. <laughs> you look at David. Yeah. What was David best known for in his kingdom? Yeah. Slaying thousands. Or it, wasn't tens the, of thousands. it wasn't the idea that he was known for being a follower of the Lord, of being mm-hmm. a true believer in the Lord. No, his people knew him for being a, a warrior, con- a, a, con- yeah. a conquistador, let's say, you know, <laughs> I mean, he, David, yeah, the conquistador, <laughs> right. I mean, the Israel, he just, he, he, he was, I mean, you have Samson. Yeah. Who was a warrior. I mean, and a hoe bag. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's leave that part out. But (laughs) still, I mean, even, (laughs) but you know, you go back through the old Testament and in that time there was fighting. I mean, out of the 613 commands, one of them is questionable as to whether or not it's genocide. Sure. I mean, so the idea that being a Christian means that you can't have another calling other than ministry. Yeah. Or be a part of government or right. an, an army. Right. Exactly. So, so here's where I'm going with all this. Cause this is kind of my line of thinking. I like to question people into my line of thinking. Um, I would I ask the question, right. <laughs> rather than thinking that Christianity needs to overtake government because some people think that like we need to, we need to pass laws that are Christian. We need to have leaders that are Christian. They, we want this earthly kingdom of Christianity. And so we're saying, let's look at the governing power in the nation where we reside and let's try and evangelize in a sense, or, uh, pack the government with Christian values so that we live in a Christian nation. Well, then you're How, doing, then you're doing nothing, nothing other than the Pharisees and the Sadducees <laughs> did back before the coming of Jesus and turning religion into government. This is what I was getting at. Is it possible that when Jesus said, my, my kingdom is not of this earth, but for his kingdom to come to government, that he would do it through a person or multiple people, not by overthrowing the entire government. Absolutely. It's right. possible. I mean, so kingdom can come to government by somebody carrying the heart and the mind and the spirit of God into that place and being a light in a dark place. Absolutely. Rather than trying to overtake it so that the entire place is light. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what, and that's what I, I was mean, alluding to. The, with light, but, I mean, that's yeah. what I was alluding to at the end of my post is, you know, you're letting this fear dim your light, the light, you know, 
I mean, we're called, we, we are the, we are the salt of the earth. We are the mm-hmm. light of the world, mm-hmm. you know, but so many Christians out there are letting that fear dim their light because it's causing them to hate. Mm, yes. Division. Somebody said something today. Let me read it to you because I don't want to get it wrong. But it was along the lines of uh, division and just, I mean, we obviously know the country is divided, red and right. blue and, you know, whatever. I mean, there's just, there's a million different things that we can all divide on. But here was the statement. It said, I feel like yesterday the spirit of division was like, in case you forgot that I existed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I because mean, for real, I mean, it happened to me too. Look, I, I, I say I'm not on Facebook. I actually do log in to post to Salty Dogs podcast and to post right, to the right. source Wichita. And so I get into my, uh, my sister-in-law's feed. She lets me use her account to do that stuff. Well, I made the mistake of just kind of scrolling through and I, and I saw some of the stuff and I read something from a person that says they know Christ and they said it was such like hatred and division, basically, basically saying, if you disagree with me, unfriend me, blah, 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 right. blah, 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 blah. Right. And I'm just like, since when did number one, since when did Facebook become life? Number two, since when did the unfriend button mean that you actually separate yourself from people in real life? It's the cancel like culture, you, man. You are living in a freaking in a false reality, like oh, yeah. you're, you're living in a, in an illusion. Yeah. And so anyways, I, I, it just, and I disagreed with it. And so I started to have that hatred kind of boil up in my heart towards this person who I right. thought was a freaking idiot, you know? And so you say, any call anybody Rocca or whatever it is. Like I start to have that kind of heart boil up in mm-hmm. me and I'm just like, see, this is why I freaking hate social media. Right. The, you you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I know exactly what you're saying it. because because I indulge I don't indulge in it, but I see it for a moment, and immediately the division and and the fruit of the flesh begins to birth inside of me toward a person who claims they right. know Christ, and that's supposed to be my and brother, I, sister in Christ. Right. And I think I shared another post with you like last week or week before about somebody getting me started on a rant <laughs> kind of thing. Probably, yeah. And 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 I use the word shame on you. Oh yeah, yeah. The right? phrase shame on you. And we got into a we won't get into a that thing. conversation, but regardless, about yeah. That. yeah. But, but I mean, the point of it is, is that, you know, I didn't want to come across as being too harsh. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to be like, you're dumb. You're, you're a freaking idiot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Y- yeah. Seriously? <laughs> you know? I mean, and, but it was still there. Yeah. It was still there. I mean, whether I let it out or not. Sure. It was still there. And that's, and that's what. So what's happening is people are indulging in this, in this culture, social media, whatever it is, these conversations. See, I, I'm less likely to have a face-to-face conversation to where I start to have hanger, hanger, hanger. <laughs> I have hanger, <laughs> well, you anger, did eat. anger and hatred <laughs> rise up towards somebody. Like I might disagree with you, but I'm looking you in the face and, and I'm seeing your eyes and like your response and your body language right. and, and. I'm less likely in person to be as harsh as if I were sitting behind the keyboard. Oh yeah. I call those key, keyboard cowboys. Keyboard yeah. cowboy or keyboard yeah. warriors. Yeah. 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 Social media warriors. Um, and so anyways, it, it's an easy way for again. Yeah. To dim that light. Like we're called to love, right? What right. is love? Love is love is unconditional. There is, there is no condition to be met that would dictate whether or not I love you. It is unconditional. 
regardless of how much I disagree with you, no no matter what you've done to me, right? You got Christ on the cross. They pulled out his beard. They stripped him naked. They played dice for his clothing. And he looks at him and he says, forgive them. They know not what they do. So even the big, the greatest offense that ever existed throughout the history of mankind was met with forgiveness. And then we think, oh, I don't like that person. I don't forgive them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just ridiculous. And so absolutely, we let all these little petty things, like if we can't love our brother because they have a different viewpoint on politics than we do, and Jesus loved his the people who crucified him, like how far off are we? We are little baby Christians who have no idea what it means to love, but no. we think we're right in every single way, right. and we're proud and we're puffed up. Oh, and, and heaven forbid we find that one verse that's taken completely out of context that completely backs up everything that we say on that, I too. can do all things through verses that are taken out of context. Right. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, so I, I don't know so much that I'm trying to, like, convince anybody of my stance on, or I'm not trying to tell you, hey, you're right, you're wrong, whatever. But I like to have the conversations. Yeah, we quote some scripture, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, what do you, what do you think people need to hear or know? Because maybe someone's listening and they've got a call to, like, infiltrate the government with the kingdom of God. And it looks different than what we've been talked about. Like, I mean, I don't know. What do we do from here? What, how do we guard our hearts? Like, what do we do? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I I gave a sermon a few weeks back and, and I said that my staple scripture for the year was, you know, uh, Matthew six, you know, mm-hmm. seek first the kingdom of God yeah. and he'll provide everything you need, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, if he's willing to clothe the flowers and feed the birds, then what, sure. is, what else would he be willing to do seek for you as a child? The kingdom, right. But seek first the kingdom. And I think that's of God, of God, not the kingdom of man, not the government of man, not seek first a Christian government in your nation. Right. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. Is the, is, is the outright, you know, desire of Christians is the end goal of Christianity to bring the kingdom of God and combine heaven and earth and a new creation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but what but does that look like? We don't know. Does it look, <laughs> does it look like, if, is it evangelizing the entire earth so that every government is a Christian government? It doesn't say that. I, I don't see it. It doesn't. I don't read that in Revelation. I mean, to me, uh-huh. I read in Revelation that it's available mm-hmm. to every nation, that it's yeah. spread, that the news is given, that the gospel is given to well, every that, nation. Right. It doesn't say that every nation has to accept it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. There you go. That's good. You know. And the thing about Revelation that I want to make, I just, I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at that and you're using it for end time theology, wherever you stand on, you know, your premillennial, postmillennial, whatever, blah, 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 end time rapture theology. Um, so if you're really looking at Revelation and you're reading it and you're seeing what happens, it has to get worse before it gets better. Oh, yeah. No. And, and the so thing- what happens is we're, just, we're still trying to usher in this utopian society. Right. We want everything perfect. Right. We want everything Christian. You know, it's not going to be that way. Right. If we're really looking at it and you really believe it, well, it's going to get worse before well, it gets well, better. I mean, in, in you Revelation, probably will in get Revelation, it will. I mean, in yeah. Revelation, it, it will look like, quote mm-hmm. unquote, it'll look like it's getting better. It'll yeah. look like it's getting to be more perfect. But re- yeah. re- in reality, it's not. Right. So what what's happening with like nationalism and this kind of stuff, not even with nationalism, but 
with COVID and you've got churches all around America who are like trying to sue their, their governors and their, and their um, government because they're not allowing them to gather during COVID. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're calling that persecution. Um, Let me tell you, I've been to countries where Christians are persecuted. And it's, this does, is that's nothing. not what it looks like. Well, here's my question though, is like, if you say your kingdom come, your will be done. And you say, come Lord Jesus, come. And you say, Jesus is coming soon. Right. Well, you know that it has to get bad before it gets better. Right. What if the persecution of the church in America is a step in the end coming, but all of a sudden we're trying to fight the government so that that doesn't happen. So you're actually opposing the kingdom of God. Oh, coming. No, no, that, that's biblical. I mean, it, it straight says that, that it'll, that, you know, um, they will start to perceive what is evil as good and what is good as evil. All right. So what I'm saying is there are a lot of people who are up in arms who are trying to fight the government because they think they're persecuting Christians. But what if persecution of Christians in America is part of the Lord coming? Wouldn't you just say your will be done, Lord, instead of like filing these lawsuits and fighting the government? Right. And you know what I'm saying? Like right. that, I, I'm just thinking logically I mean, don't here. get me wrong. I mean, you know, people, I want, people I should, want you to come, Jesus, right. but I'm going to try and make it law that I can meet whenever. And don't don't get me wrong. You know, I, 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 I believe in... I was military for 20 years for a reason, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I believe in our rights and sure. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, if you feel like that's what you need to do, go for it. I'm not sitting here telling you that you're not a Christian for mm -hmm. bringing these up and, and trying to, but, but yeah, I mean, is there a possibility that this is the way that God's making it to where Jesus comes back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, it sure, is. It's I mean, there, there's there there. there um, I heard somebody say the other day, um, you know, we're as close. We are the closest generation to the end. The end. Which that's you know the next generation will be the closest yeah. generation. You know, so and so forth until it actually happens. I got a joke for you. Yeah. It was Mitch Hedberg who said, I "Had a friend who showed me a picture, and he said, this is a picture of me when I was younger.'" And I looked at him and said, every picture of you is when you were younger. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I mean, but the thing is, is that, you know, that's another thing you see in, on Facebook, especially if you have a large group that's, you know, mainly Christian. You're going to see, oh, you know, but, end, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And the Mark of the Beast thing with Corona. Just stop. <laughs> I, you are free to express, express your opinions on this podcast freely. Oh, just stop. <laughs> the vax. Oh, my goodness. I, I had somebody I, I got into a, a debate, mm. not an argument, because I was like, listen, dude, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to give you. I was actually in love trying to make this person less afraid. Sure. You know, yeah. Oh, that vaccine's the mark of the beast. You get mm -hmm. that vaccine. You got the mark of the beast. Mm hmm. no. Because first off, if it's the mark of the beast, we're all screwed for the next seven years. Because mm -hmm. yeah. we've missed that first bus well, out. I also said you can't engage in commerce. Maybe it's on the way. Right. Maybe. But at this point, but that's not there's it. no signs that no, it actually falls not in it. line. But the at least not is, in my interpretation. If, so whatever. Well, even if you just follow and the timeline. I don't timeline, care if I'm right or wrong. I don't care. If you follow the timeline. Yeah. In, as, it, as it's stated in Revelation, if you follow the timeline, the rapture comes first. Mm. Okay. So be well before the mark of the so beast, people got it all out of whack. And so if this is the mark of the beast, we're screwed. Yeah. We missed the rapture. We missed that bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. So buckle up. 
Buttercup, because we've got seven years of just really bad stuff about to happen. Well, we've got four years of Demo- Democrats in office, so I mean, there's part of it. hey I'm just making jokes, y'all. Like, oh. I like to make jokes. You know, there are some things that I really care about, and there's some things I don't care about. And Christians get up in arms about this theology and that theology. I really don't care about end-time theology. Like, I mean, here's the thing. What does it talk about, like, in the day of judgment that we may stand firm? If I know that I'm good with God now, right. I know that I'll be good with God then. Right. So whatever, I don't care when it happens, how it happens, right. whether it's before or after, right. whether it's in the middle. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, should should we, should we care about those that aren't ready? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we have conversations like this. Yeah, exactly. You know? But also... Oh, what I had somebody message me the other day and they said, Hey, I have a question for you. And it's concerning the rapture and the tribulation and all this stuff. And she said, I I'm in a relationship or I have a friend or whoever it is who, uh, I disagree with them on this stance, but I just, you know, I'm trying to understand why they don't have joy and hope in their life. And I said, well, number one, I haven't thought about this question in like 10 years. Number two, (laughs) I think I landed like mid trib, but that doesn't matter now. Number three, if this per, if you think that this individual is going to have joy and hope based on where they stand on end times theology, well then they're sourcing from the wrong place for joy and hope. Absolutely. Like you think you need to establish a theology on certain doctrines within Christianity in order to, to have hope and joy, hope and joy. uh, First Joy off, is a fruit of the spirit. It comes by the spirit of God, which yes. has nothing to do with where you stand right. on women in ministry. And theology and, and doctrine is nothing more than man's understanding of God, uh, attempting to understand attempting God. To understand. Which then Jesus, he got after the Pharisees. He said, you've, you've, you've made void the command of God for the tradition of men. So they basically said, here's what God said, but here's what we think it means. And so then they started teaching what they thought it meant. Right. And then all of a sudden he said, you've actually just gotten away from the word of God. Right. So, right. I mean, take that for what you will. Absolutely. (laughs) No, please take it for what you will. Uh, I just, no, it's, you know, that's, we're so maverick. It's just so, I'm a, oh, I'm my a ma- goodness. I'm a, I'm a maverick Christian. Oh, gosh. And that's the thing. The Christian maverick. Let's, <laughs> and it's not just the division of people. It's the division of the body. That's the worst part. That's really sad. Yeah. That's the worst part. Well, yeah. When you have Christians looking at Christians and saying, you're not mm-hmm. a Christian because you do, you, you you're, mm-hmm. you're a Democrat. Yeah. So you're not a Christian. Oh, yeah. What? How can you claim to be a Christian and blah, 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 blah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here, here's, here's the problem is you give, you give 10, you give 10 men a Bible and you're going to have 15 different understandings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You give 10 men a Bible, tell them to go start a church and you'll have 10 different churches. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have 33,000 sects of Christianity and that even spans into Catholicism and Orthodoxy. Right. But not like 9,000 alone within Protestantism, 9,000 denominations. Right. That's 9,000 theologies that then people you have, have the, then you have no, all that the, people have divided over. Right. Then you have the non-denominational, mm-hmm. which, which is, is still a denomination. denomination. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I'm non-denom. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm an, I'm a non-denom Methodist. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm d- denominationally diverse. Right. I'm denomination neutral. Right. And <laughs> I like it. I'm 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 Psy Christian. I'm <laughs> 
lord. So, oh, so I, I do have to get rolling. Got to cut it short. Yeah, yeah. uh, maybe not cut it short. We've been going about thirty minutes. Yeah. But uh, what what do you kind of want to leave with people, just based on everything we've been talking about? Oh man, um, just stop looking at everybody like they're an enemy. Boom. Give us a scripture on that one. Uh, oh, come on now. Um, I had one. Come on, aspiring pastor. Uh, Pull the scripture out of your heart Okay, now. how about, you know, pray for your enemies. Okay, that's good. There you go. That's good. I mean, love your neighbor as yourself. Do I need to keep going? Yeah. I mean. But, yeah. Don't repay evil with evil. Right. Yeah. You know, if, some, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, turn the other yeah, cheek. Love you your know. enemy. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Right. If they're hungry, give them something to eat. Right. Right. Go right. feed. Imagine if. So. Let's just say I saw somebody say something stupid on Facebook and I'm like, I think you're an idiot. I don't agree with your theology and you're actually being a jerk to a bunch of people just like I'm being a jerk to you now. But like showed up to their house and you're like, hey, I saw your Facebook post and for a moment I felt like you were my enemy. And so I brought you this beverage and this burger. Right. (laughs) What would that do? How how much better of a world would we live in? No, dude. Beer and tacos. Doesn't matter. We could change the world. Doesn't matter. If we gave beer and tacos to all of our enemies, how much? Be- Even if it's just pretzels and a <laughs> bottle of water, it doesn't matter. Oh, gosh. I mean, seriously. Just saying. How much better of a world would we live in? Yep. I mean, let's not look at people as Christian. Let's not look at people as Jewish. Let's not look at people as black, as white, as mm-hmm. anything. Just look at them as a person. Mm-hmm. Just like you. Yep. And let me tell you something. You're not perfect either. <gasps> Blasphemy. Right? How dare you? You mean I have specks in my eye? Right. No, I'm telling you, you have a timber in your eye. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've got a freaking lumber factory. Right, right. You've got a sawmill going You've on in your eye. You've got a pine forest of northern Canada. Yeah. You've got a pine forest of northern Canada in your eye. I do too. Right. So do I. Everybody does. Yeah. None of us are perfect. My friend Casey always says, I got enough logs in my eye to saw them down and build a house. Right. Yeah. Right. Go figure it out. None of us are. Yeah. So get over yourself. Yeah. I always say this. So scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. He also says, love your enemy. So whether they're a neighbor or an enemy, the response is always the same. It's always the same. No matter what. You because don't, guess what? You don't get out of. Most of the time, your enemies are your neighbors. <gasps> <laughs> and if you are your own worst enemy, <laughs> then you ought to love yourself too. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I can be good with that. Are you good with that? I'm good with that, man. Thank you for being with us here. Or Thanks for inviting me. me. I appreciate yeah, it. I just, I love having these conversations. It was fresh. I said, dude, let's get in the studio. And so we did it. We made it happen. If you guys have any uh, thoughts, whatever, you can always email me. Jason, J-A-S-O-N, at thesourcewichita.com. Would love to hear from you guys. Thanks.